0: Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, a.k.a.
1: Mr. Probs, a.k.a. Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences. But it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship
0: pastor. And I'm a production pastor. And these
1: are are our problems. problems.
0: Welcome to episode 80 of the Worship Leader Props podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty?
1: What is up, my man? You know, just podding. Just podding. We've been having fun with people in the Facebook live chat. Yes. Yeah. it has been a blast. Dude, if you're, if you're listening right now to the podcast... Um,
0: every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern standard time, uh, we jump online and we record, we, we, we have a bunch of time we interact with you guys with the listeners leading up to it. And then we jump in and actually record the podcast. Now, what you're not going to get when you're on the live stream is you're not getting the interview, Mm. right? You're just getting the opening and closing with BT and I, uh, but it's a fun way just to get on and interact. And, uh, we
1: should do that sometime. Do what have the, Record the whole thing with the Ooh, guest live on, live on Facebook.
0: Yes, we could do. We could even do like question and answer.
1: Oh, my. Oh, my.
0: But somebody would have to moderate Jonathan Wright because
1: <laughs> he tries to make us laugh.
0: He does. So, <laughs> well, 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 my guy, do you want to take a moment and tell the listeners about our amazing sponsor, Planning Center Online?
1: I do. We, we love them. And, and that's not just a, a line. We love Planning Center Online, right? Okay, so here's Planning Center Online. They design software that helps you find freedom to focus on what really matters in your ministry. Planning Center is a set of seven online applications that you can subscribe to individually, or you can use them together as a full church management system. They have software tools that will help you Check people into events and classes. Receive, process, and track donations. Organize small groups and take attendance. You can centralize everything you need to get insight into your church members. Take online event signups and payments. Track and approve how and when Phyllis facilities and resources are used. You can even schedule volunteers in any ministry, plan services, and equip your worship team. You can explore and give planning center applications a try with a 30-day free trial. Learn more at planning.center. It's just, it's debased. I got a little tongue tied
0: on that one. You did good though. You got right through it. I mean, you're you're, you're 80 episodes in, you're basically a pro. I mean, you're a professional podcaster. When you had your eyes closed, I was doing this. Oh, wow. I said Somebody said that were, you were smushing my head. <laughs>
1: wow. I should have done, like, your cheeks or something.
0: Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Planning Center. I was using it this last week with our groups. Um, and so we got through Rooted, which is our discipleship deal, and uh, we had four different uh, tables that had decided to move forward to small groups. So since I already had it set up and rooted, I could go in and switch them over into small groups. And then we even had one that somebody texted me and was like, hey, my Rooted table is going to get going. I was able to go back into my archives Make it active again, flip it over, and now um, all of that is now in our system. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Whoa. Right? Okay, <laughs> so today is going to be a banner day for Jeremy. You know why? Why is that? I am going to watch a movie I have never seen before. I have never seen Top Gun. Are you kidding me? It, this is truth. And so I promised my worship leader, Andy... Because he couldn't believe that I had never seen Top Gun, that I would watch it this weekend. And so today when we get done, I've uh, got a few little chores, and then I'm going to sit down, and I am going to watch Top Gun. So I think they're making another one. I, yeah, it's called Maverick, right? Yeah. Yeah. So mm. it's, th- that is one of the things I do miss during this quarantine time is I miss going to the movies. I, I, I typically try to I, go once a week. I miss that a lot.
1: So, Did be you ever see the movie up? Hot Shots with Charlie Sheen? Uh, yes, Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part 2. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. gosh, so good, Topper Hartley. Yeah, remember the I, guy who had walleye vision? He yes. was like looking through.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever great seen movies? Have you ever seen uh, Iron Eagle?
1: Is that Lou Gossett Jr.?
0: It is. Yeah.
1: I don't think I've seen it, but I remember. I remember oh. the movie.
0: That was one of my like, favorite 80s movies with a plot that literally could never happen. Yeah. So it, basically, it's about uh, this, this pilot gets caught in a terrorist country, and his son had been sneaking into the simulator, and Louis Gossett Jr. has been training him to fly, and he was every once in a while getting to go up in these F-14s and stuff like that. Wow. And he is able to steal an F-14... And go over and be able to blow up an entire base and free his dad. Like, totally realistic. Oh yeah, I mean, completely realistic. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. so today's that. And then there's so there's a lot of '80s movies I never saw. So like all of the John Hughes stuff, I've never seen Pretty in Pink. I've never seen Can't Buy Me Love. I've never seen St. Elmo's Fire. So my wife Breakfast and I are making. I have seen Breakfast Club, so we're making a whole we're making a whole like list of movies that my wife and I are going to start working our way nice, through. So, nice, yeah, nice. Yep, and then I don't know. I want to smoke something today. I thought about the the meatloaf, maybe a chicken. I don't mm. know. Mm, mm, so it's going to be a good day. It's a pretty day down here in Florida. We're rocking.
1: It's actually a pretty day in Indiana. Is it? Which is yeah. It's been so weird, So weird. We have highs in the 80s, highs in the 40s, and those are two days in a row so
0: nice okay so somebody just said what about toy soldiers in the chat i have oh i've seen toy soldiers many many times have you ever seen that one i have not oh that's a really good one let me check it out you need to see that one check it out yeah so all right so what's what's going on at mount pleasant have you guys got a re-entry date kind of do you have a plan to go around it like where are you guys at
1: we do not have a date yet
0: oh wow um
1: yeah, so we're we're still kind of working through—our uh, We our leadership sent out a survey uh, to the congregation this week just to, you know, take everybody's temperature, trying to be attentive to—you know, there's going to be some fear and anxiety, and uh-huh. like, you know, we can Bible verse that all day and shame people for being afraid, but look, we've never been here before. This is just human nature to say, okay, I've got a little bit of anxiety, this is— so contagious and all of that. And now there are, you know, all these stories and blogs and all kinds of, from vocal experts talking about how, you know, singing yeah. uh, is not going to help uh, yeah. with the lack of spreading this. And so we're just kind of taking everybody's temperature. We're taking our time. Um, you know, we're in a, a little bit of a unique situation. And so um, our our worship center seats 1,200 people, and on a okay. normal weekend, we're probably about 4,000 forty five hundred mm-hmm. right around in there and so we're always going to be a multi-service church yeah and so that is also kind of a wrinkle in making the plan as well you know how do we facilitate that many people with a, a a space that is smaller than a church that would typically have that many people so gotcha we're just taking our time and really trying to be thoughtful about it prayerful
0: yeah that, that's good we, we have a date Florida is actually like feels like we're opening Quickly, like not too long ago, it was like, okay, restaurants, you could be at 25% capacity. Now they can be at 50% capacity. Gyms can open again. Mm-hmm. Salons, and ha- like I got my haircut yesterday.
1: Woo!
0: Like, you know, like felt good. Um, there you go, so, Jonathan. Yeah, so I think we're opening June 7th. And uh, I think we've talked about, so our room holds a 1,000 um, and trying to keep, well, it would have been 25% capacity, but now. 50% capacity is what you know I think we could potentially run to. I don't know. We'll see. Run to run to the father, man. Yeah, I mean they, they kept saying churches aren't technically closed. He the the governor of Florida said he goes, "Here's the deal." He goes, "Churches aren't closed." It makes no sense. A guy can go to the liquor store but he can't go to church. Like, he goes, he goes, "I got an issue with that." Yeah. And he goes, he goes, "Actually, constitutionally, I don't think we can even shut down churches." Right. And but I, I, churches have been very um Church like it seems like in general, though most pastors have been like, all right, let, you know, let's show people that we, that we can, you know, do what needs to be done.
1: And and again, we've talked about this a lot. You know, the, the we have raised, we've we've all raised the bar, or at least we're working to raise the bar of the online experience. And so, yeah. you know, if 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 that is something that is one of the positives, there aren't a lot of positives, but if that is a positive that comes out of this, man, like we got to yeah. keep that rolling, fam.
0: So I, I think for us, we, we, we talk to a lot of churches. So when we do come back, we will not have, um, we won't do children's ministry. Because mm. number one, how, how many volunteers, this is like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Nobody will ever know. <laughs> how many volunteers would it take to keep a bunch of kids six oh, feet apart? Good night. Yeah. Like one per one per kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so we won't do kids ministry. Uh, I think potentially staff and volunteers, potentially in masks, and then kind of leaving it up to people as they come in. But like, so I read a really good article that my wife sent me last night uh, from the Gospel Coalition. And one of the things that we've got to be super careful about right now, not as church leadership, but as the church we can't let this moment right now divide us even further. Mm. Because here's the deal. Like, yeah, we are all one under the blood of Jesus Christ, but we have denominational lines right now that split us as a church. We have uh, philosophical lines of, you know, the music's too loud. It's not loud enough. The lights are too bright. Like there's already quite a bit of division that we see in churches everywhere. I don't care how healthy your church is. There's probably some division within it. But now we're at a point where like, man, there are people that I know right now that if they see you not wearing a mask, they will ream you out to your face. But if we were to have church services and tell people, well, you don't have to wear a mask you don't have to, you're going to offend the snot out of them. Mm. And there are people like, I ain't wearing a mask and you're not going to force me to. And if you force people to come in and wear a mask, you know. Um, if we come in and say no communion, maybe no altar call, you know what I mean? Like this is another one of those moments where we can let our personal preferences of what we think should be going on, um, like divide us even more. And so like I just want to challenge you guys as you're praying through what it looks like to kind of get this thing back open. Like, man, just be praying over your sanctuary, praying over your people, chatting with leaders like this is not the time to be fussing about this, that, and the other. This is the time to support the leadership because like, as much as you've been thinking about it and you're upset, Like leaders have been in meeting after meeting after meeting, talking to people at like, man, I had the longest staff meeting I've ever been a part of at my church this last week, just trying to figure out how do you do this? And it's like (laughs) the thought process is, how do we do this and offend the least amount of people? You know what I mean? Because you're not going to make everybody happy. It's It's impossible. So I know that's just a huge prayer for me right now is like, how do we do this thing? Do it right where we honor the Lord, honor people and not cause even more
1: division. Yeah. That's the challenge, man. Yeah.
0: So, but like you said though, like the technology stuff coming through, I think that's big and that's huge. But like also too, I think in that, like we got to make sure that even though some of us may dive deeper into technology, we, we can't let it change our identity of who we are. You know what I mean? Like I was talking to a really, really big church this week and they're a church that like prides themselves on teaching the word of God above all else. And I, I mean, I love that. We need more of that. But I, you know, the statement was made, well, but I think we're making a shift and we're really going to dive in technology and that's really going to become a part of our DNA. And I'm like, but not at the cost of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, it gets real easy to get in there and go, oh, I got this thing in front of me and I do this, that, and the other. And like, you lose like, you know, like, so figuring out ways to keep your identity of who you are and what God has called you to do, and just using technology as a tool to, like, take that vision further. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, absolutely. Man,
0: it, it's a crazy time to be a church leader. Oh, in a it BT. is.
1: It sure is. Craziest.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, dude, can we say this out loud? Your church is hiring?
1: Yeah, we are. We're, we're hiring a, uh, an associate worship pastor, uh, worked for my team and the, the primary focus will be student worship. Um, but there'll be some overlap into Ableton production and, uh, serving on the adult team, uh as well. So yeah, That's associate worship pastor.
0: I thought about applying just so I could work with BT every day. <laughs> I don't sing, I don't lead worship. <laughs> But I'm like, hey, I, I'll, if, if I can lead some kids to the Lord, and then that means I get to hang out with Brian. Let's then. go.
1: Let's go. It's overrated, <laughs> but let's go.
0: Well, I, Kim doesn't say it's overrated. Well, she has to say that. <laughs> she, she's kind of under contract at this point. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, it is still not too late for you to jump into the Worship Leader Props Coaching Network. BT, do you want to tell them a little bit about what we've done so far and how things are going?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, we've had probably 25 people who have registered since we did the first <laughs> session, which I here's know. the, here's the, through the beauty of technology and the beauty of this man right here, we're rec- we're recording those sessions and putting them on uh, YouTube so you can have access to those, even if you can't make the meeting time. So this is an online environment uh, where we're going to work on our connection to Christ. Uh, our connection to each other and living in community and our craft. Those are the three C's and uh, it's been outstanding so far. We have some unbelievable coaches. Um, And so every uh, the first Tuesday of every month at 3 PM Eastern standard time, uh, we're going to have a, we have this large group session on zoom and Scott and Jeremy and I will do a little teaching there. And then you'll have a second zoom every month where we've broken you up into small groups, um, right around 10 people. And you're with a WLP certified coach. And these are people we absolutely vouch for. They're unreal. They're experts in their craft, but they're highly relational and highly communicative. So uh, these are unbelievable people. We have uh, people in other countries, Norway, uh, Australia, Canada, yeah. uh, all over the place who have registered to be New a part Mexico. of the- Mexico. So here's the deal. The-, the coaching network, we've been developing this for a long time. Then COVID hit and we're like, okay, we're going to Star Wars this thing. Okay, we're going to put our curriculum on the side. We're going to prequel the curriculum, right? We're going to prequel it with stuff that we're dealing with right now. So like the first session was on relaunching our churches. What do we need to be thinking about? What do we need to be uh, planning for? And so uh, our next one is June 2nd, I believe. At yep. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, go to WorshipLeaderProbs.com. Click on the coaching tab and register because right now it's free. Yeah,
0: it, it is free.
1: What do you have to uh, lose? You don't even have to give your credit card. It's free. It,
0: yeah. So we actually, like I said, we recorded it uh, live and then we threw it up on YouTube. So I'm going to throw a link right now in, the, in, in our chat. And uh, you can actually go in and kind of get an idea of what a session would be like joining us. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's one hour. And I've talked with some people that have been part of the uh, already had their meetings with their coaches and loved it. Uh, and so you'll have access to these coaches like, you know, we put a bunch of production guys with other production guys, you know. And so now, like, you know, John Clark is the production director for Red Rocks. And so now you like I got a question about, you know, somebody saying, hey, I'm trying to figure out how to use ProPresenter and NDI. Now you got a guy like John that you can go, hey, have you ever done this before? Can you give me some, like, just really cool access that you would get to to some people. So, Jer is like Baby Yoda. How? Okay, how? Because I coo all the time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well... Okay, so it's, it's a crazy time because with us not meeting right now, we don't have a ton of prayer concerns, yeah. you know, but we do have something new this week. And BT, do you want to tell them what we're going to be chatting about?
1: Yeah, so here's the deal. We, we're not getting the prayer concerns as much related. What we're getting is prayer concerns related to the live stream. So this is going to be like prayer concerns, live stream complaint edition. <laughs>
0: So typically prayer concerns in our context would be all of the crazy things that people put in the, how can we be praying for you section of our comment card, our welcome card, whatever it is that you have in your church bulletin. Um, And so, you know, we're trying to be good leaders and we want to know what's going on, stay abreast of all that is going on in people's lives. And so we got that section of how can we be praying for you? And people like to just jump in there and tell us everything that we are doing wrong. And so uh, now, uh, like Brian said, we're actually doing live stream complaints. So it, if you want to send those in to us and have us read those here, it's super easy. Go to our website. We'll talk a little bit about that more here in a few moments. But, BT, what do we got for live stream complaints?
1: Okay, we've got solid gold this morning. So, uh, so buckle up. Okay, here's number one live stream complaint number one. We were streaming in our worship pastor's living room since we were in a middle school and can't be there for streaming. Uh, and someone commented Can you move that picture around on the wall so I can see it better? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome, yeah
1: yeah number two some random guy wrote that jesus has already returned in the form of some random guy called Ulf uh, alf u l f oh u l f u l f i have no idea what that is i've never yeah this is the this is the gold okay number three. We've had people comment on a previous service thinking it was the current live service. So they're asking us questions about uh, the the sermon and the pastor and why the connection is so slow. (laughs) You're not on the current service. You're on the previous service. Okay, next one. Number four, I think. Uh, Yesterday during the song, Goodness of God, one of our members commented, yes, your goofiness is running after me. Based on the amount of screenshots texted to me a minute later, I think every church member got a kick out of that one. That's incredible. Your goofiness is running after me. (laughs) Next one. I had to explain to my grandma why there were two of you on the video playing electric guitar in one box and singing with an acoustic guitar in another. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, next one. I need you to blur the background on the pastor. I'm counting the birds and the cows. And he gives some background that they had shot out in an open field that day. So in the background, they've got birds and cows. People are counting, counting them. Okay, next one. We only did an audio live stream yesterday since we were able to meet outdoors. And we got multiple comments of the sound is working, but there's no video. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that is fantastic okay
1: yeah next one these were back-to-back comments on our live stream speakers all the way up still having trouble hearing the pastor and the second one i don't know who adjusted the volume but my computer speakers are rattling it so loud and we didn't touch anything
0: oh dude that's literally my favorite literally my favorite
1: that happened this week we were doing a
0: recording of one of our things And uh, somebody's like, hey, my ears feel a little goofy. I'm like, okay. And I kind of like sat there for a second and they went, oh, that's so much better. I'm like, I
1: didn't, I didn't touch anything. (laughs) That's so so awesome. That's so awesome. My favorite. Okay. This is, I think, number nine. We have a woman who has been attending our online service for the last month. Every week she asks, where is Pastor Cole? The problem is our pastor's name is Dave.
0: We, we have let her know
1: that she is attending the wrong church service, but she keeps coming back. I love this soloist. I like the way you change the stage setup. <laughs> That's the wrong church, lady. Oh my gosh. Okay, the last one. <laughs> the last one. We got this comment. Please speak up for us old people. We can't hear. And also, she was commenting on a picture. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh,
0: well, if you if you want to send in your live stream complaints to us, all you gotta do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com click on the uh, prayer concerns tab and there's a quick little form you can fill out. We don't ask for your name. We don't ask for your church's name. It's completely anonymous. So thanks guys for sending in your live stream complaints. Well, my dude, it is that time for our interview with uh, David Ware from Hillsong and uh, super cool talking to this guy. Uh, didn't realize he's like super into hip hop and like producing yeah. hip hop records and stuff. And that's super cool. So uh, I hope you enjoy Part one with David Ware. Well, the Worship Leader Props podcast is super excited to have with us Mr. David Ware from Hillsong. It he, it's it's literally, I feel like I'm living in Back to the Future because it's tomorrow for him. <laughs>
2: That's right. Uh, and so,
0: <laughs> so, bro, how long have you been with Hillsong now?
2: Well, let me start off by saying um, the future looks bright, being um, 16 hours ahead of you guys. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Um how, how long have I been with Hillsong? Um it's been um 13 and a half years, I think close to 13 and a half. Years. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow.
1: And you am I right that you started as just a volunteer?
2: Yeah. So what happened was I was attending like a, a smaller church in the southwest of Sydney and um my senior pastor and pastor Brian were pretty tight they served on the same uh, national executive of the movement we're part of here um it came time for um my senior pastor to kind of move on and God called him on to do other things and he kind of said hey to Brian like um you know we know that you've been wanting to reach the this part of Sydney and you know um, we feel like it's our time to move on and so within about the span of three months we kind of grafted into the Hillsong family and that was like the first time I met um, uh, worship leaders like JD and Jad and Joel and Brooke and oh, people like that. And yeah, so for the last 13 years, I've just kind of been gleaning from them, learning from them, and um, doing my best not to stuff it up. And uh, I'm still here.
0: <laughs> okay. So help me understand. So there's, there's so many different like Hillsong variations. So there's like United, there's what, Young and Free, there's Hillsong Worship. Was there Hillsong Live at one point? Yeah. So like, what are all the different. Like, what are all yeah, the well, different Hillsongs? Are they from different ministries? or
2: Yeah, well, basically, I mean, simply, it's uh, Hillsong Young and Free, uh, the youth expression of our worship, of our house. Okay. And that's head up by um, Laura Tonganovalu and her husband, Peter, who are the youth pastors as well. Um, and you've got people like Aiden and um, and Alex Pappas and just great, like, legends who kind of uh, mm-hmm. are leading, touring, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Then you've got um, Hillsong United, who um, is head up by Joel Houston, um, and like I grew up, my earlier years of my faith, I grew up like listening to that, and it's basically the soundtrack of my whole walk with God, you know.
0: One hundred percent,
2: absolutely, right? man. And 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 to a, to a certain degree, like still is, you know, like we, I get to see these guys behind the scenes, and um, you know, I work. In the same office as a couple of them and, and we and we and it's just like oh, i can't believe you're the other guys that you know sang their songs and wrote those songs and, <laughs> um sometimes it leads to disappointment knowing who they really are no i'm just kidding they, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so they started with our youth ministry as as our youth ministry expression like in the early thousands and um, god just had his hand upon it and has hasn't taken his hand off it really like and so um, they're still making such a great impact. And even here at home, mm. for us, we have a saying, home is the prize. And um, and we see everything that God is doing through them abroad. But even just the songs that brought about within our own church has just ministered to, you know, ministered mm. to myself, mm. my family, and to our church. It's been awesome. Um, and so they've kind of evolved from being our youth band into being this, um, you know, I guess, the forefront of what Christian and worship music could sound like. Um,
0: yes. And it's been
2: mm-hmm. super inspiring mm-hmm. to watch that from afar and up close. And then I would say Hillsong Worship, which once upon a time was called Hillsong Live. Um, okay. He's, gotcha. gotcha. you know, encompasses the whole house, you know. And so you've got people who aren't in United or Young and Free who um, are a part of those projects and are part of, you know, writing their songs. And um, from everyone from Brooke down to people that lead at, um, um just lead worship and that's all they kind of do is lead here on a Sunday. They don't tour. They're not on albums or anything like that. They would be cons- considered Hillsong worship. Um, and then from that, from that big pool of people, you would have people like myself and Ben Fielding and, and people like that, who would be people that kind of go out and represent our sound as a church. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. Incredible. That's so that cool. make any sense? Incredible.
1: Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I did a meme once about uh, a guy who was in really in deep thought, and he was he was having trouble telling all the hill song band, song bands of pop art, <laughs> and so that clears it up.
2: Oh yeah, it, honestly, I mean, I have to say it so many times. We like we when we do like radio um, junkets and like pr- like promotion things. It's it's one of the most frequently asked questions that comes up. It's like, so what's I'm going sure. to improve? What's new? and
1: And you are if I understand it a like a creative pastor on the staff now is that right awesome yeah just on behalf on behalf of us guys that are doing it in other churches in other parts of the world thank you for all of you guys you have uh Hillsong changed the landscape for us in worship ministry in churches and uh, the things that you guys do with team nights and creative teams, even uh, certainly the music is in a league of its own, but the stuff that you you do to push us and support us all, even from the structures and creative ideas and all of the things that you do, um, just for your whole team, I I would love to just say thank you um, because you guys, you, you keep raising the bar and we are super grateful that you do that. Oh,
2: appreciate that. I feel personally, I feel like I'm kind of living in like the answered prayers of so many people that have, you know, kind of gone before mm-hmm. us and people that paper like Arlene and um, Ruben Morgan and even before that area, you know, like, um, man, like worship music literally saved my life, you know, and listening to wow. my yep. big burn thanks name's Tulele, he sang a song for Still and I remember I wasn't really even following Jesus wholeheartedly at the time and I was in a pretty bad way as a teenager. And the amount of times, and I, you know, I play the song on on keys, and I can only play in C, which was like the perfect key. You know, all the white keys I can play. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. And just singing those songs, and just kind of going, you know, I know I don't really fully believe it, but there's something about it, and it carried me through. And so I, I honestly feel like I'm in the slipstream of it all. And um, like I said before, my my biggest thing is I still want to stuff it up. I want to be a good steward of what's been handed to our generation, and to see it move forward. Um, We get a massive kick out of seeing. Um, you know, our other counterparts just flourish, you know. We have massive love okay. for Bethel and for Elevation. And um, sometimes we'll do their songs as a community item. We're in our set at church here. And our senior pastor will be like, oh, is that a new song from one of our guys? Oh, it's actually, you know, such and such. He's like, oh, that's so annoying. They write really good songs, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, and it's just, you know, it's playful Aussie banter. But it's it's uh, yeah. we're just so appreciative that we get to play a part, a small part, man, you know, in in seeing all of that kind of come to pass, and man, it's just moving forward, which is good.
1: Well, it's awesome. I will never forget my introduction to Hillsong, which is probably in the states. A lot of us could say, could share this story. My introduction to Hillsong worship music was "Shout to the Lord," and I remember being so incredibly moved by the song. And but this was in a day where in America, we weren't singing songs like that, at least in the churches that I was around. And I was like, man, that is an incredible song. There's no way a church will sing that song because it's so long. It's got so many words. Well, that shows you how that shows you the kind of wisdom I was bringing back in those, in those days because that worked out pretty well for everybody.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. They still say it today. I mean, like so alive. Like it doesn't repeat anything. Like the whole song is just mm. one line after the other.
1: So yeah. good so good.
2: So David,
0: <clears throat> why don't you tell us a little bit like your journey? Like I'd love to, mm-hmm. did you grow up in the church? Did you not? And then even too, like, um, you know, what was it like as you were discerning your call into ministry and w- was it kicking and screaming? Was you know, just mm-hmm. maybe just take some time and just kind of tell us like how you've gotten to where you are.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in a Christian family. Um, we grew up in a pretty like rough neighborhood in Auckland city, in New Zealand, which is a, little country, um, southeast, kind of southeast from Australia. Um, and they're even further ahead in the day. So it's like proper on, oh, wow. on the Greenwich timeline, whatever that thing is called. Um, it's a beautiful country, but just where we grew up was pretty rough. And so whilst I was so f- fortunate to have, um, you know, God-fearing parents and, and praying parents, um, I just, you know, things, your environment kind of gets stuck on you, you know. And there's a bunch of stuff happening when I was a kid that I was exposed to and a bunch of stuff that, you know, I, I even, I, I went to a, um, I was admitted into a police program when I was like 12 years old um, because they were oh, like, wow, this wow. guy's just troubled. And mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely like uh, needs help with his behavior and things like that. And so that was kind of my life leading up to when I was about 17 and, um, when I was when I got to that age, I felt like it all kind of caught up with me for one reason or another. I just looked at the future and I didn't see any hope. You know, um, mm-hmm. and and I was on the you know on the brink of doing something very stupid. And I just remember um, just crying out to God. I always believed He existed. You know, I just didn't believe I fit in His stratosphere, or like I didn't I didn't fit. You know, like I was too far damaged or too far gone, or I just couldn't get life right. And so for one last time, I kind of cried out to God, and um, and a series of events happened over those next few months where He completely turned my life around. I found myself giving my life back to Him. I found myself serving in a youth ministry as a drummer, Um, a completely new set of friends that were all just from a different culture completely to the one I'd grown up in, and it was such a foreign thing to be a part of, but I just felt my soul being lifted, and I guess a few months into that, I, I really felt like God say to me, like you're ruined for anything else. You know, like you basically, you've, you've tried other things um, and there's nothing else that's going to give you what I'm giving you. And so you just need to chase that. And I'd said, so no, from that age, I was, you know, I, I wasn't really going to do anything else with my life except um, build the church and, or contribute in some form. And Basically, music was the only thing I was good at growing up, and I even failed that in school. Um, and so I kind of put <laughs> two and two together, and I was like, "Cool, so I'm here to build. I'm here to build the church. I'm getting a pretty big kick as a as a 17, 18 year old out of that. And what's in my hands is music. And so then from there, I started doing different things. I started recording Christian hip hop, um, and I still yes. I still record a lot Come of hip hop to this day and write, and I love that side of things. But um yeah i felt like god told me uh, specifically when i was 20 um when we become part of hillsong our church um my mind went straight to like oh they've probably got a million worship leaders who are 50 times better if not 100 times better than me i'm just gonna like bail from the worship team now and just focus on like hip-hop and trying to build that thing and um you know, in worship one day, I felt like God said to me, you know, you're going to do the exact opposite. and I want you to lean in and I want you to go in. and Even if I mean sweeping the floors and being a stage manager, I want you to keep building uh-huh. the church. And so that's what I did. And I went up to the, the, the girl who ran youth um, worship and I said, hey, I just want to be part of the team. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I don't even mind if I'm just sweeping the floors, but um, I just feel like God's called me to do that. And about a year and a half after that, I went on my first Tucson United tour, replacing JD because <laughs> just got married. Um, oh, wow. So really, like, if I was to sum it up, it's been like this crazy roller coaster ride um, and just, like, unexplainable, um, you know, God orchestrations of just, like, the right people at the right time and saving my life just in the nick of time and then c- becoming faithful and, you know, got my first full-time job. Not long after that, um, I first someone first a guy started mentoring me and said, um, "You know, you can own a house one day, right?" And being an islander, being from where I'm from, no one in my family owns houses. No one in my family has college degrees. No one in my family runs businesses. And God just bringing someone like that along to not just my spiritual scope to broaden, but just to go like God wants to. God wants to do something in your life where you're not just leading people from a platform, but you're leading people with your lifestyle. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And, that's you know, crazy. from then until now, there's been ups and downs, and I've had you – know, it's been a crazy journey, but I always look back and I just think, man, God God got me out of that when I was 17. Like, I shouldn't even be here today. God got me out of that. Wow. But it doesn't matter what wow. I go through. That's kind of the singular hope that I focus on is, man, if he got me through that, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure he's got something for me. Um, yeah. And so now I spend a lot of my days um, – pastoring and leading our worship leader team here at the Hills campus, um, as well as helping Brooke out with Hillsong worship stuff wherever I can, whether big tours or albums or conferences. Um, And then I also just keep, I write as well. So like I write with secular people, I write with Christian people, produce hip hop music. um, And that's kind of what I fill my days with. Apart from that, you know, I've got a beautiful wife and three kids, an 11-week-old, a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. And um at my lowest point, I was like never gonna get married. I would never bring a child into this into this world. Like you would you would wow. bring a kid into this world. And now you just see God just delivering on all these things that I just thought were impossible for me. And um yeah, I feel pretty blessed. Unbelievable. Wow,
1: wow, wow, wow. So uh what anything coming up, like conferences or tours, like you've been with them when they came to the States before. Do mm-hmm. you got any You got any dates coming up Like in the States
2: Yeah we're actually doing like a tour through May um, It's called the Awake Tour Which is our latest kind of um, Worship album um, And I'll be on For a whole month I'll be on that trip Which is like the first leg of it And there's a second leg that's going through all of June as well um, Which is kind of exciting um, It's been such an honor to be able to like travel And stuff But one thing I'm really excited about is There's an organization called Open Doors I don't know if you've heard of them. But um, they really like their mission is to kind of support the persecuted church. Um, however, mm. oh wow, yeah, and so they're yeah. taking a few of us worship leaders um from here from Hillsong on a bit of a spiritual retreat. Um, and so we're, we're doing that this month, and we're going to spend a couple of weeks just meeting everyday Christians that um are not everyday Christians. You know, people that are really in the thick of it. That's awesome in the fire and stuff. Mm. Yeah, we're there's, a, there's a few, wow, few trips dude. coming up, but that's kind of
1: first coming up next, too. Very, very cool.
0: So is it kind of in the DNA of Hillsong? I heard you talk about like, hey, I just want to do whatever on the team or whatever. I, I was listening to an interview on, uh, with Ricky Cook from MXU. Right. And he was talking about like, you know, when we get these guys coming in from the college and everything, he goes, I don't care who you are, what you've done, your resume if you don't come up to me and go, Hey, can I go wrap those cables for you? He's like, it's going to be a long time before you get on one of my consoles. You know what I mean? Like is that kind of something that's kind of built in there. Like, you know, like this idea of like, you know, Hey, go in there and work hard and you know.
2: Yeah. I mean, we'll, uh, um, you know, from pastor Brian, it's, he's always said, you know, we're church builders first. Um, if you're, if you come coming to do college, you're on staff, you're a volunteer, it's what's needed. And that's kind of been the basic, um, you know, uh, culture of our church. Um, I, yeah, honestly, it's, you know, one of the things that gave me hope when I came to Hillsong um, and joined the worship team was that I saw people that were the most talented not get as much opportunity as people that weren't as talented. And then when you down mm-hmm. long enough, you understand, well, that's because this guy actually, you know, he's he might not sing as good as this guy, but he runs an IDG and he's actually discipling kids in the way of Christ. And he's not asking for opportunity every week. And he's actually in the wow. culture of what it means to be part wow. of the which is to be a local church. Um, and I love it because God, you know, Jesus didn't say he was going to build a record label or a church uh, or, or a, <laughs> a, a, a worship team or a band or whatever, or a conference. He says, I'm going to build my church and he will use all of those mm. things to build his church. But I feel like it's fundamental mm. for us as Christians. It's like, What's kept me this long is that I've always been humbled by the thought of it doesn't matter what opportunity I do, or don't get. At the core of who I am, I'm just here to build church. And I'm here to like yeah connect people to Jesus. And so yeah, it's a pretty strong thing. The, the crazy stuff is seeing the attitudes come out of the people that are looking, you know, for the opportunity. People that kind of rock up yeah. and they kind of act like you know I'm the next I'm the next darling. It's like, hey, I want to get some yeah. time with Joel because I've got these songs and you know God's told me that we're gonna we're gonna jam together and stuff like that. Um those yeah. people have a bit of a difficult time here, but um Yeah, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> it is so good to hear that even at Hillsong you deal with some of the kinds of things that we deal with. Like this is regular <laughs> regular guys and regular churches that no one's ever heard of, you know. Um that's really incredible. Like is there uh, okay. So we, that, that seems like kind of a cultural thing at Hillsong, like we're here to serve, we're here to build the church. Are there any other uh, kind of like core values that you guys that kind of run, run the ship for you guys?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that would be the, the I mean, the over, in terms of serving that would be the overarching kind of thing is, um, you know, we're here to serve. Um, um Yeah. Uh, strength, you know, in the message version, it says, you know, strength is for service, not status. And mm-hmm. you get you get shut down pretty quickly here. If that's if you've got it the wrong way around, you know. Um, and we all do it at different times, you know. I've had I've had people, you know, leaders come to me and be like, "Hey, man, so like, why aren't you sitting in the service when you're leading worship?" You know, and you're like, oh, yeah, right, you know, whatever. Yeah, especially when you're younger as a worship leader. The other things would just be um like we just. We, we, we're built on um, something that our senior pastor always says. We're not built on the gifts and talents of a few, but on the sacrifice of many. Ooh. Wow, and, that's um, good. Come on. And, and, the, and the other thing he often says is um, um, what you're a part of is always bigger than the part you play, or the part you play is never bigger than what you're a part of. Yeah. You know? mm. And um, and I think that's, that's, good. that's sobering, and it's, um, it, you know, often – Makes you grateful that you get to be a part of what you're a part of, and um, yeah. and I believe if you're a part of any church in the world, uh, and you get to serve, it doesn't matter how big or small or influential or not, um, having gratitude to be able to serve Jesus in a way that you know glorifies Him, but also brings the best out of you, I think is something to be grateful for, and so that's kind of sewn into the DNA here. Um, we're massive on um, just living a generous life, I guess, you know, and, um, I've never, I haven't seen a church, um, in the world really, like, and, and I'm not saying there aren't any that definitely would be, I just haven't seen any like hours that our senior pastor has been able to kind of, um, you know, be led by the Holy Spirit to build. But like the amount of hours that our volunteers, like most of our platform that you would see on a, on a live link on YouTube or even on our, um, Record platforms, you know, we're recording albums. A lot of those people are volunteers, they don't get paid a cent. And um, awesome. and that, incredible. and it's like, you no, know, this is my service to Jesus. This is not like a pay pack, mm. it's not a, a means mm. to, mm-hmm. to earn a living. Um, and so when you have someone like myself who gets to come on staff eventually after five years of volunteering, it's the m- biggest honor, you know. Oh. Um, and so we really are built on the On the gifts and sacrifices of many, not just a few. And uh, that goes down to the people that run our connect groups and disciple people during the week and our pastoral care volunteers who go to hospitals and pray for people and people that set up chairs. Like most of the people that set up chairs in our church or are in our choir or even in our college, they pay to be here. You know, they pay tens of thousands of dollars to come and serve their butts off basically at conferences and. And, and it's yeah. awesome and they get it. They see the honor in it and, and it's kind of what makes our church,
1: our church. Well, BT, that was a, that was a great interview. I really enjoyed talking with him. Love that guy. And I was saying before he, they, you'll find he just kind of oozes, uh, the word and he oozes his relationship with the Lord. Like it is, it is second nature. It's not, it's not a, a mask that he puts on. Like this is who he is.
0: Yeah. And super I appreciated
1: cool. that so much.
0: And I still couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that it was tomorrow. While we were That's interviewing right. <laughs> him Like we're not even on the same day Like Crazy. It, craziness Yeah so well guys thank you so much for listening To episode 80 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast uh, Don't forget to like and share this podcast With all your friends all your uh, Peeps in ministry and uh, Give us those five star ratings because anything else Would be uncivilized And exactly. we just uh, we are thankful for you The Worship Leader Probs nation And until next time See ya deuces <laughs>